Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Lean Toss Up CDL uh, Betting Podcast. This is the this is stage four, week two, which means that after this week, there is stage stage four, week two, stage four, week three, the major, and then champ. So there is only four more episodes left of this year. Obviously, we will probably be back next year, but for now, thank God we're we're near the end here of Vanguard. I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I've uh, I've had like last week some of the matches like not obviously there's some matches I was interested in, but some of the other matches I was like actually like struggling to get through. Like I found myself at times being like I don't I don't really care if uh, I don't really care who wins this match. Like uh, I I found myself thinking that. But anyways, let's that's Ryan's opinion on that. Yeah, he's my co-host, the the owner of CDL Metrics. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. I'm in the same boat you are, and I was honestly kind of in that boat with like stage three, major three, like we're at that time of the year where, you know, like Vanguard is starting to get old. We're looking forward right to the next COD, which will be out in, you know, really a few months. Um, But yeah, this season's going to wrap up really quickly here because we're recording right June 28th. Um, So yeah, champs will be wrapped up a little over a month from now. Um, Obviously a lot of matches uh, before we get there, um and a lot of like seeding to iron out that maybe even got murkier with last week's matches so um yeah that's what i'm most interested in right the game itself we've we've seen it a lot we know what vanguard looks like plays like you know we're used to that but um but yeah right now the, the drama of you know who's making champs who's not making champs i think is kind of the key storyline for the league as a whole yeah it is it is very tight at the top. Uh, you have very interesting, um, basically positioning here. So obviously you've got Phase at the top, two seventy, Optic at two twenty five. I believe again they have in fact clinched now. I think because again I think just the way the numbers work out, I believe they have actually clinched. But again, if they win a match, it'd be nice to. It would have been nice if they just clinched the match and we could have said, cool, it's over. But they have not yet done that, so um, whatever. Next down is Seattle Surge. They're at 185. Yeah, they're probably okay. I wouldn't... They're, they're probably yeah. they're in good shape. They have not officially clinched. They're going to be a weird... Like, they're probably safe, but they're going to be in a weird position where, like, there's, like, a group of teams clustered in a, in a certain place, but they're above that. Next up, then, obviously, we've got London sitting at 160 points. A new a, a new reborn London. We should call them the London Phoenix because they've been... Uh, <laughs> c- come back from the ashes. Again, we... And again, if you were listening to us last week, we guy, we tipped you guys to London plus 100 to reach the final. Uh, not not plus 100, sorry. Not even money, no. London 100 to 1 to reach the final and 250 to 1 to win. I bet on those. I bet I, I bet I bet a bet on both. Ryan bet on uh London to uh to make the finals and uh yeah, the thing of it is so they've actually pulled down all the futures out. So we don't even know how much closing line value we've already gotten after just one game. But yeah, I am uh, that might be my bet of the year. I am actually very, very happy with that bet right now. But again, that's nice to just have. It's sitting there, and, and we'll see We'll see what that what happens in a couple weeks with that. Next up is Toronto at 150. Again, this was a very up-and-down week for Toronto. Um, they as it all, was for a lot of teams. Yeah. As it was for a lot of teams. Optic, we'll talk about Optic in a bit when we come back to them. But Toronto, like, they were, like, they almost lost to LAG. They had to reverse sweep LAG. Then they just get crushed by London. 
and again, this is what we said. I made the call. I well, we'll talk about a bit about that later. But we'll we'll talk about Boston. Let's talk about standings. Let's ignore any team specific things. Let's talk about standings. Toronto one fifty, Boston one forty, Thieves at one thirty, Gorillas at one twenty five. And then, then that's the top eight. So technically, Gorillas still at 125. Did a little better last week, but yeah, I'm still not particularly convinced. Then you got Rocker at 120, Florida at 120, and Subliners coming back up there. They're at 90 now, only 35 points out of a champ's spot. Which is interesting because as they rise, Gorillas and, to a lesser extent, Boston is stagnant. And Rocker is sitting there at night just outside, and Florida is also on the outside just looking in. It's it's going to be really interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this? So, like, if you had to pick the teams that make champs right now, so let's let's ignore let's ignore FaZe, Optic, Seattle. Let's say they make it. And then I do we both agree London? I, I think London makes champs. Do you think London makes champs too? Um, yeah, they are sitting at fourth now. Uh, they did look... Better in one match last week. Let's not like go crazy. They did play one match. They looked no, good. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, let, um, let's let. I want to ask what teams do. What four teams? Like what teams do we want to make champs? So if we both say yeah, okay, London I, makes champs. I think London makes. I champs. think the LAG slide is definitely like we've been seeing this for a while. Because uh, obviously a lot of their CDL points, like half of them maybe if not more, came from that major two victory. Um. So yeah, like outside of that one weekend, it's been a whole lot of nothing for that team. And, you know, they put together that new roster for last weekend and yeah, almost pulled off the win versus Toronto, but still didn't. Um, so yeah, I, I can see them slipping out. I think, right, Paris is a guarantee just about, um, yeah, it's tough. So I think Paris and LAG will miss. And then I got to pick two more teams to miss. I, I will stick with New York. I know they were 2-0 and last week. But they still have a little bit of ground to cover, right? Like, the gap between them and 8th is the same gap between, like, like Seattle and Toronto. Like, it's, it's uh, 35 points, yeah, is not, like, super easy to climb back from. So... Good for them. They got the two wins last week, but like keep it up, New York, and then we can talk. But um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I'll say LAG, Paris. I'll say New York stay on the outside looking in. Oh man. And then it's, yeah, it's between a few teams really. Like I don't know what to think of Florida, right? Just based on last week, the new roster comes in. They, look pretty bad in their first match and then look very much improved against rocker rocker with this like roster since havoc's been on has been very very good um they split last week oh boy thieves are a hard team to figure out boston's a hard team to figure out toronto i think is steady enough where they will stay stay afloat so i'll say the top five teams will stay put I'll say the bottom two teams will stay put, and then Boston, LAT, LAG, Minnesota, and Florida are all fighting for three spots, essentially. Hmm. Oh, man. My official prediction of who misses champs, Paris, New York, LAG, and Florida. Interesting. That's my official prediction. Okay. I'll go Paris, LAG, 
Florida, and then one of Toronto and Boston. I think the so New York make it back. I think they do. I think they're going to come in eighth. I think if I had to order it, it'd be Phase Optics, Surge, London, Thieves. Then like like maybe it's probably going to be either Toronto or Boston, whichever one closes better down the stretch. But they're very comparable at this point. Then Thieves, then Rocker, then Subliners. I think now I I just I have more faith in this Thieves team kind of than this Ultra team. Like that that was bad. Like and again they were at their own home majors, so they did something. But like, I don't know. This was this was a bit of a bad week. The now, Thieves maybe. are a, a tough team, right? Because they're so hot and cold that like, if they go on one of those cold stretches, then yeah, very very possible they slide out of the top eight. Um, but it's tough, right? With a team like that, you kind of go, all right, they'll win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and where does that put them? Probably right where they are, which right now is safely above the eighth place line. So. Really tough with uh, with that team. New York, I am curious. Uh, like, 2-0 start last week. They're well on their way to start in winner's bracket. But their last three matches here are not easy. Uh, they get Seattle this week. They get Optic this week. And we'll talk about those matches more in depth. But those are two of the best. I know Optic looked bad last week. But I still believe Optic is a, one of the best teams in the league at the end of the day. And then they close it out versus an LAT team that could be hot, could be cold. So New York, I think, right, job one of, you know, at least getting two wins in week one. That's all you can do. You know, keep it up. Give me a winner's bracket spot. And then you got to go on a nice run. Like, because 30, again, 35 points is a little bit of ground to make up just knowing that there's so many teams in front of you, right? It's different if it's 35 points and there's really like one team you can catch because then it comes down to, okay, let's get hot and hope that team gets cold. When you're New York, it's like, okay, we got to stay hot and we need a lot of games to still go our way. Like we need FaZe to start winning, like all those teams at the top of the table, start winning, please, so that we can catch up on these teams in the middle. But we'll see if that plays out. I still have my doubts, but... um I would love to see him come back. That would that would be a, a very very nice comeback for a, a very weird year for the subliners, having started ice cold, then get hot with a roster move, but like <laughs> they still find themselves in eleventh on the table. So they're an interesting case, and um, I'm glad that they did go two and zero because we're still having this conversation, and I think that's good for the league. Yeah, it's. Um... It's it's interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it it's going to be interesting how this season closes out. I I don't like outside of a couple things. We don't know exactly who's going to make champs or who isn't going to make champs. This off season is going to be really interesting too. Is there going to be expansion? Are we going to have? Um, are we going to have five hardpoint maps next year? Um, no. I mean, and also just a bunch of roster moves and like in terms of who's going to be starting on which team. Is this the phase like? I think this year you can make the argument that literally like no, like last year it was obvious that phase was going to stick together and that Toronto was going to stick together. That there's going to be no moves there. But outside of that, there was a lot of like, yeah, okay, this team could make changes and this team's going to have to make changes and stuff like that. This year, I'm just like, no one is safe. Like literally no, no one on any team is safe. 
and I don't even know. But the, actually, the only one, the only team that I think actually would be safe is Seattle. I think, which is weird, and they shouldn't. They probably shouldn't do that. Um, and again, three owing Paris doesn't get three owing Paris is like cool, okay, good job. But like, if there's any team that like thinks they're, I guarantee you, they think they should be sticking together, but like they like. They should probably not like they'll have to figure it out, but I bet you any money they they're probably gonna try to keep the whole that team together. So anyways, let's go through the matches here. So now this is some discrepancy here between um the sports books and the CDL. The CDL says the first match on Friday afternoon is uh Toronto versus FaZe. Now actually it's it's cool here and I'll I'll, I'll mention this. This is actually um Canada Day. Uh, this is uh, July the 1st is Canada Day. So technically Toronto will be playing on Canada Day. Or maybe they moved it because of Canada Day. I don't, I don't know. Or something. I don't know. But the CDL seems to think they're playing on this day. So whatever. Thieves for So let's let's assume. Let's go with the CDL schedule and not the sports books here. Phase versus Ultra. Um, phase minus 1.5, minus 120. Ultra plus 1.5, minus 110. Phase minus 240 on the money line. Ultra plus 180. Over 3.5, minus 275. Under 3.5, plus 200. I've got I've got Faze the ninety five percent chance to win this match. I wow. uh, yeah oh my ni- ninety four okay. ninety nine ten okay fine. I rounded actually up a lot. Ninety four point three. Sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, but no, like I've got the minus one and a half as a minus two fifty. So I've I've bet I've already bet on the minus wow. one and a half. I like I just think this Faze team is better than this Ultra team, and this Ultra team like. The thing of it is, it's a, my model is a little bit biased because it thought London was like bad before, and we were kind of like, okay, it could get a little bit better. So, te- technically, that London loss really killed them, and also not putting away LAG like LAG outslayed them in that second la- in the in the last hard point map four hard point. So, they did not do any favors for themselves in the eyes of the model last week. But no, I um, I just I can't get behind this ultra team, and again, they did okay at the major. But like, look at what they had to go through, right? They beat, they lost to Phase winners round one. Then they get, then they go down to play. Um, oh God, who did they play second round? Uh, let me just Ooh, Ultra, Ultra, yeah. Uh, the um, let me see, let me see. So they maybe, okay, maybe they lose, they beat, they lose, they lose to Phase three one. Then they fall down. Then they beat Paris three one. Then they three zero Rocker, who was having a hell of a time on land there. Then they 3-0 Florida. Then they 3-1 Thieves, but then they lose 3-2 to face. So, like, again, Minnesota, that one was a really weird one. Minnesota probably should have had them, but then beating Florida 3-0 is not particularly unexpected or impressive, to be honest with you. Um, and then beating Thieves, Thieves can be hot or cold depending on the day, which is which is weird because Thieves immediately beat Optic and then they lose to Ultra. But, but then they lose to FaZe again, and it's just like, I just... It's very possible that the result, and it was their own home major. Their own home major was a bit of a red herring. Like that th- beating LEG three two, like so what? Then the the honeymoon period for the new LEG team was two games, it was two maps. That was it. It was just two maps, and then the honeymoon was over. Like I um I'm scared of this Toronto team, and like I, and as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, they might not make champs. Like I I am not confident in them because the schedule ahead for them is not particularly easy. They've got obviously they've got uh they've got phase this week. This is their one this is the game this is the week they only have one match. Um 
They have they played two last week. They went one and one, right? They barely scraped out a win against LAG. Then they lost to London. They play Phase this week. Okay, that's fine. That's their one and done game. Then next, then next week for week three, they play Boston and then they play Optic. Like it's not impossible they could be one and four at the end of the stage, and then they're in a loser's bracket. And then if they get, I don't even know who that would be that they'd have to. Because again, it's to me functionally is random, but like it depends on who comes down to play them. But like they could get really kind of screwed there, and I, I don't want to be this all like this ultra team could miss champs, at which point then and again it's it's interesting. There was rumors that they could that um the one team uh, I think it was New York could try to get scrappy, that didn't happen. I think that's very interesting that that didn't happen. I think this I think this ultra team is holding on to scrappy and maybe one or two other people for next year, and I think they're kind of like okay, you like I. If they'd want it, here's the thing. I think if longer term, they didn't see a future for scrapping the team, they would have gotten, like, again, he's, as of your player grades, he's the best player in the league as of the player grades. And again, yes, fine, one match. But still, though, that does mean something. Though. Like, he was a, he had an amazing match. And I would not be surprised if they see a future for him on the team and they're holding him. They're like, okay, we have to keep this team together for this year. But, like, the second this year is over... I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? You 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 were shocked when I had phases a ninety five percent favorite in this match. Um, what are your thoughts on this match? And and just kind of ultra in general, are you with me that this team is in trouble? Because again, even getting eighth place in champs and then immediately going to phase round one, and then okay, fine, it's double limb, but still though, like you're immediately going to be you're basically walking into losers bracket in in champs. What what are your thoughts here on on, on ultra? Yeah. Um... I agree with you strongly on one of your points and disagree strongly on one. So, um, yeah, the 95% chance to win for FaZe in this match is high. Like, that's just, I don't know how that happened. Just, like, thinking about it like this, right? FaZe on the year have won 71% of their matches. And, you know, if you say, okay, FaZe has played a league average schedule, and if, like, let's call Toronto Ultra a league average team... Well, then phase like ballpark estimate should probably be like 70% favorites in this match. That's that seems about right. Like a 95% chance to win. That's like what I'd give phase to beat Paris, right? Like, oh, yeah, maybe Paris, you know, one in 20 times can take out phase if they get a couple maps to squeak by. But 95% to be a, a capable team um, is a little steep. Now, what I will say is you're right, their outlook for this major four specifically is not great. I have them right now pegged as the 10 seed, um, which is loser's bracket. I, It's pretty close, and I think Optic having a bad week last week really was not good for Toronto. Because um, right now, Optic, Boston Breach, and Toronto Ultra are within point. Uh, 06 expected wins for me, right? Optic at 2.34, Boston at 2.33, and Toronto at 2.28. So there's a cluster um, of teams right at that line where winner's bracket and loser's bracket separates. So if Optic continue to struggle, they could very well finish with like two wins. Um, and yeah, Toronto's schedule is a is brutal, right? If you think Optic are are still a capable team that should be favored over Toronto. Um, that's a tough match, and obviously FaZe have had their number for the last year and a half now. Um, yeah, and then Boston's in that mix too, just among you know teams that have struggled recently. They went 1-1 one one last week. 
their schedule is also a little tough, but we'll see. But yeah, you're right. Toronto could very, very well start in loser's bracket. And if they do, right, there's that worry that like they draw a bad first matchup, you know, maybe a, a phase team loses in round one and comes down and it's like, okay, we've seen this a number of times. Uh, or a Seattle team or an optic, you know, whoever it might be, like you run the risk of leaving the major with no CDL points while everybody around you is collecting them. So yeah, I, I don't know. Now I'm looking at that uh, little buffer they have in the standings and I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, I still do have more confidence in them than like LAG for sure. And I think the the point gap between them and like Rocker and Mutineers is enough where they could stabilize even if one of those teams gets hot. So I'm not hitting the panic button on Toronto yet. Um, but yeah, you no, know, very realistic chance they go two and three in this stage, uh, even one and four, and start in losers and you know don't do anything at the major. So. I'd be a little worried, but wouldn't be panicky yet. As far as the odds on this match, I think these odds are pretty spot on. Um, if there's one side I'd lean to, it is actually with Toronto. Um, I think that's just in part like what we just saw with FaZe, you know, six owing thieves twice. Like that was that was a, a series that went to a fifth game, but FaZe dominated completely. So I think their number is maybe skewed a little bit here. Um, yeah, I'm seeing phase to cover minus one and a half at minus 120. You know, that's about right. I, I have that as basically a 50-50 prop. Um, so not a ton of value either way here. I think this is a pass for me. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, again, panicking on Toronto. I think they're a solid team. Um, you know, last week was not great for them. You know, they got a one and one finish. They would have loved two and oh, but, um, but yeah, th this could very well be a loss for Toronto an expected loss at that, but you know, there's, there's still some time for them to, to rebound and, uh, you know, further advance their position for this next major. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I think we're gonna, I don't know. Uh, you're, I think you're more optimistic than I am, but yeah, I'm interested to see what this team does because if they don't make champs or they like go basically 0 and 2 out of champs, then like I would not be surprised to see significant changes on this team and that could look like scrap because they've got an amazing challengers lineup, right? Like bands could retire, right? Bands could hang it up and say, cool, I'm done. And then that could be an SMG again. That, like they love EU players. Could be Hydra, right? That could be high. They could get Hydra. They could put like. Again, an insane lineup would be Scrappy, Hydra, Kleenex, Kami. That would be insane. That team could beat Fa That's a team that can beat face consistently, um, which is the benchmark here. That's what you need to do, right? If you're trying to build a CDL team, you, the first question you need to wake up every day and ask yourself is, can this, well, not every day. I mean, <laughs> you don't need to, be, like, every morning, you're like, 6 a.m., like, oh, can, this, can our team beat FaZe? Like, no, like, the team, the question you have to ask yourself is, can this team beat FaZe? And it's the same thing in the NFL, right? Like, can this team win a Super Bowl, right? Can can this team win the Super Bowl? Can this team beat the Chiefs? Can this team beat the Bills, right? If you're the Panthers, good luck on that. But outside of that, like, if you're if you're not if, if you don't wake up every day and think your team can win the Super Bowl or beat Phase, then then what are you doing? You're just playing for second, then, right? Or in the case of the Panthers, probably fourth in the division. So 
yeah, this is the thing. So, or actually, no, sorry, the, the, the Falcons are in their division. They're playing for third in their division. So, but no, this is this is the thing, right? So it's 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 a hard. It's basically it's not easy to figure out. Like, it, it's some tough decisions going forward for this ultra team. Anyway, next match. Minnesota versus London. Minnesota minus one and a half plus one sixty five. London plus one and a half minus two twenty. Minnesota on the money line minus one fifty. London plus one fifteen on the money line. Over three and a half minus three twenty five. Under three and a half plus two thirty. Um This match for me is 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 weird. I I lean London in this. Um let me just see the model says. Model has this basically as a toss-up. I've got this 3-2. Yeah. I've got Minnesota winning this 51% of the time. I've got this very close. I actually think my model thinks Minnesota is a better hardpoint team, which is interesting because on although there's no hardpoint spreads on Bavada, which is where I'm getting the lines from, if you go to Bet365, which is very similar match lines, I think London's only plus 110. Um, Minnesota is actually the under... Like London, the spread, the hardpoint spread is London minus 12.5, which I, I actually find that very interesting. But... It's. I actually have Minnesota as the better hardpoint team. So you actually get twelve and a half points if you go to to bet three six five. But like, I just I think London wins this game. And the thing of it is, I don't necessarily. I have attach um, MVP features, which definitely are probably dead at this point. Well, yeah, they're they're dead. It'd be like, God, who? I don't even know who they give it to. I don't even like. They don't have that lineup right now. Maybe we'll. Yeah, have Minnesota line would have to win. That essentially is a. Rocker to win major four kind of a bet and hope that like attaches the reason why that'd be like four and so one. It's not dead, but well, I mean. I, who are they even going to give MVP to? I don't even right know. now. I guess I like Celium, I think is still considered the favorite. But they haven't um, won a major. Like, is that they matter? have not won a major, but they've been to all of them. I and yeah, I am a little worried. I have a dashy future to win MVP. Obviously, the 0-2 start is not pretty, and Atlanta won their match last week. So just the odds that Atlanta win the major over Optic are, you know, pretty high because there's a legit chance that Optic start in loser's bracket. So if FaZe finally get that major, you know, at major four, or just again go to the final and Selium keeps doing what he's doing, like, I think it will be him. Um, but we'll we'll see, right? Because... Dashy still puts up crazy numbers even when Optic loses. So it, it's, it's got to be one of those guys. If not, like, like say Seattle repeats and wins Major 4, then, to... you know, bring in the Pred and Sib debate, maybe. Uh, or Mac if he goes crazy, something like that. Watch, somehow um, they give they give Pred MVP and then they give Sib play. They give Sib Rookie of the Year. We lose our 8 to ones. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. Well, could, um, you could maybe give Pred MVP and Rookie of the Year, but like, what they would they give MVP to accuracy? They can't. That would be insane, right? I don't think so, unless uh, like the intangibles argument comes into play because he is kind of like the the in game leader for that team. He's the the one vet who's been here for you know more than three years. Um, so yeah, I, I can see one of those guys, but it's tough for me to see any buddy else like unless a different member of phase or optic you know goes off like say simp looks like he did last year just out of the blue um and then phase goes on to win the major like okay then i could see like oh simp was the reason reason why they won this major he's the most valuable player on that team therefore he gets the mvp again something like that but 
it's a short list right now. I think it's got to be down to realistically like Celium, Dashy, maybe Shotzi if you want to throw him in there. Um, and then like any one of the Seattle guys, because right, like, like there are other teams that could win major four, like just about every team could, but you know, like let's say London wins major four. Like, is there any way that like Afro or Zero like wins MVP? I don't think so. Just because, you know, the middle of their year was so dead that I don't think this major would do anything for them. You know, maybe a, a newcomer, like, I don't know, if subliners win major four, like, do you, is, is Hydra in that mix now? I don't know. Like, you can't throw Paul in there or Kismet, even though those guys have been awesome since they've joined the team. I, so yeah, it's it's a short list, I think. Um, and it all kind of depends on how FaZe and Optic do at this last major, I think. And Seattle, I guess, if you want to throw them in there too. After after hearing everything you said, I'm not convinced they're going to give it to accuracy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could. It could happen again. Watch, they will do it. I mean, they give it to Aaron Rodgers every year, even though it's just like, it's like, okay, I guess. Right? Like, he's not like, statistically, he doesn't have the greatest ever performance, but if accuracy what would need to happen is accuracy would need to like put up some stats at major four which you know his numbers compared to his teammates throughout the year have been lower but for one weekend it's possible that accuracy has you know a 1.2 kd and you know carries his team and and all that stuff but i think it's more likely that pred or sib you know or both of those guys pop off so much more that it goes to one of them but again, that that would need to be a Seattle back-to-back major victory, which, you know, they're set up to do with a, a win over Paris last week. Like, you know, it's a, a gimme, but they got it done, and winner's bracket should be attainable just because the rest of their schedule is not too bad either. But, um, but yeah, the, the list is short. The thing about MVP is, like, I, I always feel this. Like, they are going to give it to – they are never going to give it to the person who should win it. They're just going to give it to the person who they can find an excuse to give it to. And, like, if Seattle wins the next major, they'll give it to Accuracy, and then they'll give Pred Rookie of the Year, which is insane. But, like, I feel like – because, like, literally last year the MVP should have been Tom Brady until he lost 9-3. I think it was 9-3 or 9-6 or 9 nothing to the Saints. And they're like, cool, okay, this is an excuse now. We're going to give it to to Aaron Rodgers. It's like – As a Packer fan, I would would, uh, fight back on that. Rodgers lost two games as a starter last year. One of those was week one. So – I don't – like, Rodgers was amazed. I get that Tom Brady put up some better numbers maybe, but – yeah, I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers isn't the GOAT. I would say Tom Brady's the GOAT, but if you want to go off of last year, like Rodgers just wins games, man. Except in the playoffs. That's an issue for some reason. Yeah, so. except in the, the cold against the 49ers. Anyways, moving on. So, okay, we got to talk about this match. I'm leaning London. I, I just think London wins his match, but I, at the same time, I don't feel strongly enough to bet it at plus 115. I wish there was a better line somewhere in this game, but there isn't really. Even on, on like... London is minus 150 to win the hard point. That's horrible. Plus 120 to win the search. Yeah, their search was a little shaky against Toronto. Um, plus 150 to win the control. That's maybe not horrible. I think Minnesota didn't have a great... I have to, I didn't actually watch... Yeah, this is how... Watch. Like I had like I had Minnesota spread and money line against Optic. Didn't even watch the game. Not to be fair, it was because I was eating supper at the time. But then I, like, I was following it and stuff. But like I got to rewatch that game. But yeah, no, it's... um. 
Make, I'm okay. kind of in agreement with you here. There's yeah, your bet. The London plus 150. About... To, plus 150 win the control. That's my bet. If I had to, which is insane, by the way, that's the best bet we can find on this on board on this board. It's like yeah, yeah. Let me see. Just um, with like map vetoes, control vetoes are pretty easy to figure out, so we could get a good idea of what's going to get played. Um, London aren't great on anything. They're eight and eight on Gavudu. They played that by far the most. Minnesota. Four and three. Minnesota likes Tuscan. I mean, both of these teams are kind of middle of the pack, if not below average control teams. Um, Minnesota has an advantage on Berlin for sure. Uh, London has a slight advantage on Gavudu, and then Minnesota, again, a slight advantage on Tuscan. So maybe you give the slight edge to Minnesota, just thinking it's going to be Berlin or Tuscan. But um, I don't know. We've seen some interesting control vetoes as of late. Uh, some that have worked, some that haven't. And I am curious to see if maybe as teams get ready for champs, they want to test out some controls or they have something up their sleeve in these control maps that they maybe haven't looked great in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind that. Uh, controls obviously a, a very toss up game. Um, even with ticks as the tiebreaker now, like underdogs win in a decent amount of these matches so i don't hate that i do think these prices are pretty locked in if you're gonna make me pick i the model actually would say rocker i kind of lean london um i think these teams are really close right like minnesota have looked like a top six team with havoc on the roster uh last week they split their series you know a, a nice win against optic and then they come out and get smoked by a florida team that a lot of people thought Minnesota were just going to take care of. So Minnesota somewhere in the middle and then London, right? They, they look good in their one match versus Toronto with this roster we saw early in the year. And that roster right through the first month, month and a half of the season was, I would say like a top three, top four roster. So you can make the case that London maybe should be favored, um, but I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to say at most it's a 50, 50. So Again, maybe slight lean to London. If you do like London, I wouldn't mind like taking the minus one and a half, just because I I do think London is still the better hard point team. So if they win the series, I think it would probably be in a game four. Um, but again, you you gotta take either both hard points and you know weasel your way out of a search and destroy versus a good rocker team in that mode. And again, control. You're probably not going to have a map advantage on, so you got to weasel that out in five rounds, maybe. But very possible. I think this is going to be one really good series. Um, and I'll be rooting for Rocker, right? I want him to make winner's bracket. I want him to make champs. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But it, it should be a good one for sure. Yeah, this this is actually an interesting match. I, uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Maybe not so much on betting it. Um, last match of Friday, which is also Canada Day, Boston versus Seattle. Seattle minus two and a half plus one forty. Boston plus two and a half minus one eighty five. Seattle minus five fifty on the money line. Uh, breach plus three sixty five. Over four and a half plus two seventy five. Under four and a half minus four hundred. Model loves Seattle here, only slightly less than it, it loves uh, Phase against uh, uh, Toronto. I got fi- Seattle ninety two percent. This team looked good. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, they only played one game, and yes, that game was against Paris. But this team is now getting to the point now where, and again, we see this sometimes with some teams, they just 
take care of business against lesser teams. They just take care of business. They get it done. They get the job done. And like against Paris, there was a like. We talk about closing line value. I, like I have never the, the closing line value I saw on people who bet Paris was absolutely insane. I have never seen the line opened at like Paris plus nine hundred. By the time we got to like Thursday or Friday, it was like plus six fifty. By Saturday morning, it was plus three fifty. I hopped on. Now, unfortunately, I threw a Seattle in a parlay. Uh, I put I threw Seattle minus one and a half in a parlay. Didn't bet the minus two and a half. Um, because I'm like, no, this is this line is wrong. So unfortunately, I lost the, the parlay. Lost on something else. I think it was. Oh yeah, I lost. It lost because I had Rocker money line in the parlay, and then Phase minus one and a half. So it was it was chalked anyway. But like. I was like, this is insane. There's no way Seattle is losing is losing to Paris. Like, and what was this? Just hype because Temp on Twitter was like, we're gonna we're gonna upset some teams. Like, well, first of all, Seattle isn't even one of the teams. Like, they're going to champs anyways. It doesn't you can if Paris beats Seattle, they're still going to champs, right? Like, that was insane to me. The fact that replacing what John for Johnny after and after basically just adding an NY to his gamer tag, apparently, apparently you're just apparently an amazing team that could beat Seattle. That was insane. And like, while the first line was probably too high, this line is not too high. I I don't hate. I've got minus two and a half is plus one seventy two, so it's not great value. But like, there's probably some value on the minus one and a half. Uh, what's the minus one and a half? Probably like two hundred or something. Two forty. Yeah, it's not great. But you can look at some spreads here, though. Like I might look at some. I might look at like a hard point spread. The hard point spread on Bet three six five is minus twenty seven and a half. And that seems a little low. I'd I'd maybe take that. The search spread is minus one and a half, minus one twenty five. That's not bad. Um, well, there's some there's ways you could probably play this. I I kind of don't hate the idea of Seattle just coming in and and just cleaning up and, and taking care of business. What are your thoughts on this one? Do you see? Like Boston did beat Optic last week, which was weird. That was a really weird thing that they did, and I don't. I'm still not completely sure how or why they did that, but it is a thing that they did. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? And and did, do you think that do you think they're going to do it again? Yeah, no. I think Boston proved that, like a lot of teams in this league, they're somewhere in the middle. Um, and I know they the last month or two, I guess month maybe for them hasn't been great, but. You know, a split last week is decent evidence uh, that they are one of these teams in the middle, and there's a lot of those teams. Seattle, it they're tough, right? Because right now they look amazing, and they crushed Paris, which if you're a really, really good team, like, you kill bad teams, and that's what happened. So, you know, you can't just brush that off as nothing. But on the flip side, like, if you're telling me an above-average team is facing an average team and the above-average team is minus 550 on the money line, I'm going to shake my head no. Uh, so I do think there is value in Boston. It's kind of a, you know, hold your breath and, and hope it happens, you know, scenario. Because again, right, like, Seattle's not going to go undefeated until champs. They're going to slip up here and there. And yeah, this is one they could slip up in. So I'm not laying the price on them. The plus 140 is not good enough, right? This line is like, if it was phase breach, like, okay, I can get down with the minus five fit. Like that would make sense. But, you know, the Seattle team, it's it's here and there for them. They're also one of those hot and cold teams, except they're a little streakier, right? Whereas like a team like Thieves, right? They're hot and cold, but it's literally one match 
same thing with Florida, right? Win one match convincingly, lose one match convincingly. Seattle throughout the year has been hot to start the year, then kind of went through a midseason lull, and now they look like that hot team again. So tough to figure out. The prices are way too inflated right now for Seattle. Um, so I'm going to lean with Boston slightly. The one thing I will say, the more I look at map vetoes, the more I like Seattle's side. Um, control is obviously a big discrepancy between these teams. Uh, yeah, Boston still not great at that mode. Seattle still very good at that mode. And then, you know, you look at like the hard point maps that these teams like to play. Seattle, Gavudu has become an auto veto for them. They don't have a win on that hard point map this year. You know, you take the other three maps into account, and they are 24 and 20. You know, so slightly above average hard point team. Boston is just kind of average across the board in hard point. Search and Destroy Boston, very reliant on Berlin. Um, if Seattle want to play that, that's fine, but they have other good maps to work with. And then in Control, like, this is... uh. I think maybe an underrated discrepancy. Seattle is so good at control, especially on maps not named Gavudu, right? On Berlin and Tuscan, they're a combined 15 and 7. Um, those same two maps for Boston, they are 8 and 9. Like, fine for Boston. But yeah, it, it does look like a Seattle win. I will say that. But like, don't be shocked if, if Boston make this a real fight. Um, you know, it's it's tough to say where this Boston team is because right they make the switch capsule out vivid in first match they squeak out versus optic and we're like holy moly um what do we make of that it's a good win and then yeah come out and get beat by thieves but again thieves are one of those teams that can smoke you and we saw thieves smoke Boston at the last major and maybe the quickest series of all time so Really tough to figure out. All I know is that the price for Seattle's a little too rich for me. Um, so I, I lean Boston. It's the favorite match for me out of any of the three on Friday um, in terms of like value on one team over the other. But yeah, Seattle should be favorites. They are favorites. I just would put it closer to like, you know, minus 200, something in that ballpark rather than minus 550. So. That is fair. It it does seem like I I I don't know what to make of this Boston team. I mean, they have vivid. No one does. I mean, that's the thing. I yeah, just, like I mean, I think if it is that Seattle price makes it feel like oh, Seattle's like as good as Phase now, and it's like ah, maybe, but I kind of think no. I I I think if this was Phase, this line would be like minus eight hundred for Phase, but like and like the minus two fifty would be like minus one ten. Or possible, yeah. like it'd be. I mean, there is still a little bit, but like, it's like we've seen Phase just destroy Breach a bunch of times, right? So it's clear that Breach does have some some sort of a disadvantage against um against thieves. I don't know what it is. It's like a weakness. It's like it's their kryptonite, basically. I don't um I I don't know why because like they've now lost three zero twice to to thieves. And it's a slightly different roster, too. I'm just trying to think. Seattle, I think, I don't think Seattle really had a problem with Boston before. I don't know. I 
this is just as a mess. Like I just, I I don't know what to make this boss. The team is, and again, maybe, maybe Vivid is the, actually no, Vivid is not the Florida course because Florida still did Florida things last week. But it's just it's the weirdest. I I don't know what to make of this team. I like this is a thing where it's just like yeah, like I could see Boston take this to a game five and losing game five to an accuracy one v like one v two clutch or something. But I could also see Surge just dominant, like just blowing them out three zero, right? And I, I, I don't know which one it's going to be. And sure, maybe there's value. Like, what's Breach plus one and a half? Probably, what, 200? 180. That's eh, still not great. But, like, that's that's where we are with this team now. I, I don't... This team is also in, in, in danger of not making champs, too. Uh, the, the road for them... The road ahead for them is not particularly easy, either. They've got Surge, but they've got LEG, so that's not horrible. But then they've got Ultra, which... Well, okay, we can't double count it both ways. We can't say that Ultra's going to lose to Breach as a negative, and then oh, well, Breach could lose to Ultra as a negative for them. To, one of the, one of those teams has to win that game. Um, but then, then that, that's it for the for the stage. But again, like they could be uh, now they did win. They did beat Optic, which is a thing. But like they could still be, uh, they could be one and two. Like they could be um, not one and two. Uh, they they actually yeah they could be. Um, yeah, they only have one match. So they, they could be basically like one and three at the end of this week, depending. Like or or maybe like well they probably beat well, I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But like yeah, they they could be one and three in the stage at the end of this week. So like uh, Toronto and, and at Boston, they're in, in trouble there, I think. But anyway, moving on to the to the first match on Saturday. Florida versus London. This is a match that I like. Florida minus one and a half, plus one fifty. London minus one, plus one and a half, minus two hundred. Florida is the favorite in this match, minus one thirty on the money line. London is even, uh, plus one hundred. Um, Florida over four, uh, over four and a half, plus one sixty five. Under four and a half, minus two twenty. I love London in this game. I've already bet London at London money line, and I've actually already bet London minus one and a half, which you can have, you can have for plus two twenty five. I actually really do like that. And I think you can you can have you can have London on the control at plus one fifty if you want. Um, I actually really do like London in this match, and I think what's the um, you can actually get London plus six and a half in the search in, in the um in the hard point, which to be honest doesn't seem like much, but the fact is that you're basically paying on on bet three six five you're paying minus one twenty money. A London money line in the in the hard point, or you're playing paying minus one fifteen London on the hard point on Bodog. So, I mean, why not just pay the extra fifty cents and get six and a half? Will it matter? No, but like that's nice to just have for fifty cents. It's it's probably not going to matter. London could probably do well, but like this Florida team, man, like <laughs> they come in, they do, they have one good game against. The one map, one good map against New York, they almost blow it, and they they do come close to blowing it too. This was not like a, oh man, that was close. no no no. They like they almost did blow that. They really did blow that, almost blow it, and like they almost blow it. And then now, then they then they immediately lose the next three match three maps. And then they just turn around and three zero mutineers. I have no idea what this team is. I have no idea what this team is doing. Who knows? Now again, to be fair, it was a major maniac revenge match. It was also a havoc revenge match too. But I guess the major maniac one was more raw. Um, I I don't know. I I'm on London on this. I'll take London. I think London is better than this line. 
But at the same time, if London were to get if Florida were to somehow three zero, London would not be surprised to me at all. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Are you with me on London here, or do you? What are your thoughts on Florida? What is this team? I I, I don't know. Help. <laughs> Florida is still somewhere in the middle. Um, and yeah, I'm. This is a little curious to me. Like I was not expecting Florida to be a favorite. I mean, I I guess it makes some sense that they're a favorite, but like. I don't know, like London, because right to me, London are, they're either a team in the middle, like Florida, and if that's the case, then like, it should be even money on both sides. So London right now at even money is like, it's not value, but it's fine, you know? Or London is maybe this team that we saw early in the year. So if your two options are, okay, London is on par with Florida or London is a top four team and should be favorites, then like, yeah, the only side to take in this is with the Ravens. Um, one thing that I think might be interesting to do this weekend, and I talked about it a little bit last weekend. It's kind of like you're betting into the same thing multiple times. So like last week we talked about like, um, I want to say like Toronto, right? They were minus whatever favorites in both of their matches and their opponents were like plus 150 or better. And the hope is like, all right, like just hope Toronto goes one and one on the weekend. You take both of the underdogs, hope one of them hits. And that's exactly what happened. Um, same thing with like Boston breach. Like they were underdogs in both their matches. Can they squeak out a win? And they did against optic. So I think similar logic to that, like London minus one and a half in both the Minnesota series and in this Florida series might make a lot of sense, right? Because we know Minnesota, very, very good search team, very good uh, control team, middle of the pack, if not below average hard point team. If London win that series, pretty good odds they do it in four maps or less. And Florida, like everybody knows, Florida does not take games the distance, like or series, the distance. They just they lose in three or four. They win or three and four. And again, if London come out beat Rocker, you know maybe that's more evidence that hey, this London team might actually be what they were at the beginning of the year. And it, it's not crazy to think they come out and beat Florida easily the next day. So those minus one and a half have to be nice payouts. I see. Um, or actually, I have the plus one and a half up right now, but. Regardless, you're going to get like a plus 150 or better in both of those matches. So I kind of like just doing both of that and hoping this London team, you know, wins one of these series convincingly, which I think could happen. Um, We're already right in the London futures market a decent bit for the major. But if you're not yet and you want to get on get in on London now, I think this is a thing that makes a lot of sense. Right. Just hope that they continue this hot streak. Because I'm not sure how nice of a price they're going to have once the major finally does roll around. But to me, these prices are still pretty nice in these series. So, yeah, I, I think I lean London. I don't love it, but, like, London minus one and a half in this one and in the Rocker match, I think, could be a nice pairing. Because just with how these teams are constructed, Florida lose quickly if they do lose. And, you know, Minnesota wins a lot of their matches in five. So, I think we could maybe get one of those here. But yeah, I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm back in on London, but like I kind of want to be back in on London. Um even though we saw one match last week with Gizmo back in, but 
like yeah they they looked improved for sure yeah it's it's interesting i'm really excited to see i'm excited to see what this team is going to be able to do i uh i like uh i like this uh yeah i like this london team i think they could do some really cool things um but yeah let's uh let's see what they can do moving on uh to the next to second match on saturday Optic versus Paris. Optic minus two and a half plus one thirty. Paris plus two and a half plus minus one seventy. Optic minus eight hundred on the money line. Paris plus five hundred. Over four and a half plus two seventy five. Under four and a half minus four hundred. I don't know who is this line giving more respect to. Is this line giving more respect? Is it saying Optic is worse than we think, or is it saying Paris is better than we think? Because this is basically where this line was like. When the on like for Thursday Friday against Seattle, so I don't know. I God, I don't even. What does the model even say in this match? Three zero eighty nine percent chance. I, I have a strong lean in this match, and I think we'll be on the same side. Hopefully, I, I, I suspect um, we're both going to say optic here. I don't, th- I don't think you're about to say Paris. Yeah, I mean, no. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no. I yeah, I've got optic. I just don't know if I want to lay the minus two and a half. That's the only thing. Maybe some map spreads. What's the uh, minus thirty five? That seems a little low for optic minus thirty five and a half for map one. That seems a little low. Basically, kind of minus one fifty for the minus one and a half. That's a little low. This might be like a good get right spot for optic. To be honest with you, I could see this being a good yeah. get right spot. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we lost to Boston, which is like not a great team, but not a bad team either. And then okay, we also lost to Minnesota, who's actually a decent team. Now we're gonna go into Paris, and then just well, not not going into Paris. They're going into their <laughs> facility in Texas. But yeah, no, they're yeah. I this is a bounce. This feels like a bounce back. This really does feel like a bounce back spot for for optic. So. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll take optic. I just don't know if I want to like get up to the minus two and a half, but maybe we'll have to see. I will. I will. I don't it? usually side with the minus two and a halves in these big mismatches, but like, yeah, I will take. I, I think this price is just like okay. Optic are zero and two in their last two matches. Their price drops a little bit. Great buyback opportunity, in my opinion. Um, like this is exactly the team you would want to play. And just looking at last week's grades that we have for the players, um, obviously Dashy went crazy as he always does for this team. Shotzi was one of the worst players last week, just in terms of everybody who had played. And like Shotzi, I am convinced, is one of the best players in the league. Everybody who watches COD knows Shotzi's amazing. So I'm buying a bounce back from him specifically. Scump and Prolute also weren't great. But, like, there were rumors that Optic were maybe playing under the weather for one, if not both, matches. You know, give them a week to rest, and hopefully they're all right now. Like, we've seen what this Optic team can do. Obviously, they peaked at Major 1, and it's been so-so ever since. But, like, this Paris team is horrendous, and this Optic team is good. Uh, So, yeah, I'll buy the bounce back for Optic here. I mean, like, what scares you? Like, Optic will win the control? Like, that's almost a guarantee, I feel like. Paris has six, or I'm sorry, seven wins on control this year. Six of those have been on Gavudu, where they're six and six. So it's like, okay, 
their average on Gavudu. Let's just veto that because we're optic and we can veto whatever we want. And like, yeah, you get to play on Tuscan or Berlin where you're very good on both maps and Paris on Berlin and Tuscan combined. They're one in 11, like that good luck uh, winning that game. And then it's like, you need some magic to happen in search and destroy, or you need some weird result in a hard point where like, but like optic, if I were them, I would just veto Bocage. We know that map is very, very mixy. They're already not great on it to begin with. So that could be one, even though Paris looked really bad on that map last week, like that's the one map where I could see things getting weird. Um, so if you're optic, veto Bocage, hard point, veto Gavudu control, and you should have this series in the bag. Just thinking like Shotzi's not going to play like that again. Dashy's going to keep doing his thing. And as long as Scump and Prolute are, you know, not detriments to the team, which they largely aren't, this team should be completely fine. So, yeah, Optic minus two and a half. I don't usually side with the minus two and a half, but here I do think it makes some sense. I will uh, I will think about that one. I might, I might, I might join you on that one. We'll have to see. Um, next up on Saturday, Seattle versus New York. Seattle minus one and a half, minus one fifteen. Subliners plus one and a half, minus one fifteen. So it's basically um, that you're basically looking at even, even basically both ways on who's going to cover the spread. Seattle minus one and a half, or Subliners plus one and a half. Seattle minus two sixty on the money line. Subliners plus one ninety. Over three and a half, minus two forty. Under three and a half, plus one eighty. I have this as basically a 3-2. I have this as Seattle winning this, but in, in, in basically going to a game three, this is actually probably one of the better games of the weekend, honestly, if I had to if I had to hazard a guess. Um, I put I basically have Seattle as a minus 138 favorite, so there is some value on, on New York, but at about 2-1, to one, there is some value on, on New York. I don't hate that. Um, oh, you're getting plus 200 on, on Bet365. Eh, that's not that big of a difference. But no, I mean, I, I kind of do like New York here. This New York team is definitely on the war path here. They're trying to get to champs. They need every single game. This is a game where Seattle's not going to necessarily need it. And at this point, you're almost wondering if some of these teams are like, yeah, fine, whatever. New York needs these games. Let's get these games. They, like, they're going to win the game. Um, And then we'll move on. Like, and then they, Seattle, like, Subliners is running through all this. So I don't hate Subliners at all. Um, subliners plus ten and a half on the hard point. That's not horrible. Subliners have looked better. Plus one and a half on the search. That's not bad either. So yeah, I I think I'm probably taking the subliners here. Probably the plus one and a half. Maybe even sprinkling a bit on the money line, depending on what we see with Seattle versus uh, Boston. I um, mean, again, this is another thing we talked about this last week, right? Get that value. So for example, if, if we're seeing, and again, we'll know this because um. Seattle is playing on Friday and London is and New York is not. If Seattle is struggling to put away Boston, if Boston wins one game, immediately go bet on New York, right? Because that line's going to be gone hours in a couple hours, right? Immediately go bet on this on the subliners, right, or something like that, right? Or if um, if Surge destroys Boston three zero, then wait until the next day, then bet the subliners, right? So there's different ways you can play that and, and see. But yeah, I I, I kind of like the subliners there. What are your thoughts on it? Are you do you agree with me on the subliners? Or are you um you're gonna back Seattle? Yeah, no, back to back games. I think we're on the same page. I rarely am on the side of the subliners this year, but yeah, I think this is another match where it makes a little bit of sense to fade the hype on Seattle. Um, right, New York went 
two and zero last week, and both wins were somewhat convincing. They won both of them in four maps, right? They didn't even need the map five to close out. You know, LAG and Florida, who we know are not the best competition, but you know, when you're beating not Paris and it's in four maps or less, that those are solid wins. Um, so yeah, I I don't mind subliners, especially the plus one and a half at minus one fifteen. I think that's some decent value. Um, yeah, these teams are, I have basically a toss up and hard point and then slight edges to Seattle in search and in control. But, um, but yeah, I see this as maybe like a 60, 40 in favor of Seattle. So with all that being said, value on the underdog with the subliners. Um, and yeah, I don't mind backing a team that keeps needing to win versus a team in Seattle that like. You know, they haven't played a real opponent in quite some time. They had one match last week against Paris, took care of business, good for them. Um, but the subliners team is hungry for some more wins. Um, this win over Seattle, you know, it doesn't help them as like as much as a win over Minnesota or Florida or any of those teams at the bottom of the table would do. But they gotta keep winning. And this again, I think is a pretty winnable game for them. And if not, you know, at least push the game five, which I think they can do. So I'm with you on subliners. Um, I don't absolutely love it, but I think that's definitely the side to take. And I almost don't mind going on the opposite side of Seattle because we have those, um, right, those Sib and Pred futures to win rookie of the year. As long as nothing crazy happens and no rookies come up out of nowhere to steal that, like, those are good. Um so yeah, I don't mind just taking a slight Seattle dip, right? Buying that maybe their fall from grace happens sooner rather than later. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm a little surprised because I just I never am on the side of subliners, but right here I am. So it can happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think subliners could win this game. They kind of need to win this game. Right, like this is a game that this is ten points, and you, if you like you win this game, and then you have optic the next day. You win both those games, you're just you're just ten points back of LEG. <laughs> they lose both of the games, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, again, you're you're close. You're getting there. You're you're not out of champs yet. It's it's going to be a hell of a comeback, but it's not. You're not out of the woods yet. N- last game on Saturday, Phase versus Gorillas. God. Phase minus two and a half plus one thirty, LEG plus two and a half minus one seventy, minus seven fifty on the money line for phase plus four seventy five for LEG, over three and a half minus one fifty five, under three and a half plus one twenty. God, I, I don't even what. No thanks on either team. I mean, phase are. I just feel like phase prices are inflated right now, just because. Right. It, the thinking is like, okay, Optic is sliding. FaZe is clearly the best team in the league because they are at least consistently good all the time. And yeah, this LAG team, like we've seen the slide ongoing since, you know, the stage three qualifiers. Like it's been not great. Um, and yeah, it was a really bad week to be a Gorillas fan. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they did go 0-2. Uh, let me double check that here. They lost. Yeah, they lost to Toronto and then lost to. Ooh, I'm already blanking. 
LAG. Lost to Toronto, then lost to New York. That's right. Ah, uh, yeah. I I want no part of this game. Like I'm very very sure that Faze will win this, but like again, the prices are just really steep. Like, do I think they win it in a sweep? Maybe, but it's a plus one thirty payout. I think LAG is good enough in search that they can hang. Um, or they could just do something. They could do something stupid, right? Like it'll be like, oh look, like so the the map one spread is like thirty seven and a half, right? So like, okay, maybe you're like you take a swing at it, and you're like fine, phase minus thirty seven and a half map one hard point, and then like see, then they the like the problem is that at that point, if like if LAG is at like. I don't even know what map it would be, but if like LEG is at like minus one eighty or something, like one hundred eighty points or something, and then like phase is at like two forty, it's like two forty to one eighty or something, and then phase is like whatever, let's just rotate to the next hill, and they just give gorillas like thirty seconds of hill time, and they get like the last thirty seconds of scrap time, and and LEG gets to like one like one twenty or something, or like one ten, like one fifteen or something, one fifteen, one twenty, and then it's just like well great right like that's the thing right and like that stupid stuff like that would happen now again it could also just be a blowout right i don't know if leg even likes to play because it could be because faces blood people have because but it's just like god it's like there's probably value on the minus two and a half but like we're just like the what the sec the third minus two and a half like the lines are like actually minus two and a half like this this is insane this year is insane like that some of these teams are just done and like there's good teams and then there's there's like some good teams and there's just some bad teams and it's just like when you when a good team plays a bad team the line is just minus two and a half and like most of the time they actually do cover that line I feel like but we'll see I don't even just God just a horrible game yeah a and bad way to to finish off Saturday for sure and the more I look at it the more I'm thinking phase is the right side but even still like these prices are so high just like hard point wise phase. Berlin is almost always an auto veto. LAG is the number one team on Berlin Hardpoint. As bad of a team as they are, they're still quite good at that. But if that's FaZe's auto veto, okay, you don't get that. And now you've got to beat them on some maps where they're the best team in the game. And it's like, yeah, like FaZe, number one on Bokash, number two on Gavudu, number two on Tuscan. Like, you got to play two of those. Good luck. Um... Yeah, control is kind of still a nightmare for the gorillas. Their best map is Gavudu, where they're six and ten on. Congratulations! That is usually the the map that phase veto. Um, I'd say that's probably the most advantageous control map for underdogs. Gavudu. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. All signs point to phase win it. I think it's just a matter of is do they win it in a sweep? Do they win it in four? I don't know, but it it feels like it's kind of destined to be that way. Yeah. Unless, right, we, we do see sometimes in these matches where there's a clear favorite, clear underdog. FaZe might use this game as like, okay, let, maybe we could try a Berlin Harper. Like, what better practice than to play LAG? Like, it, let's play them on their best map, and maybe that doesn't go so well for FaZe. So that's how it can get weird, right? We saw FaZe take Paris to a game five in stage one. Like, this kind of stuff happens. Um, so it's really just a matter of like, how does FaZe want to play the map vetoes? And I'm just not comfortable trying to figure that out. So pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, God, map, map one Berlin. I, I don't know. This is, 
map hard. one Berlin, just hammer LAG and then forget about it. <laughs> Sunday, Boston versus LAG. Now this is actually a this this is like an actually decent match of two teams that are like like evenly matched. We'll say evenly matched. We won't say they're good teams. We'll just say evenly matched teams. Boston LAG. Boston minus one and a half plus one fifty. LAG plus one and a half minus two hundred. Boston minus one twenty five on the money line. LAG minus one hundred five over three and a half minus three ten under three and a half plus two twenty five. I actually like LAG here. I actually think they're slightly better than Boston. Um, I've got them as fifty four percent chance of winning. But the problem is this is the thing, right? Like I'm not gonna like like you, what are you like you're gonna bet like you're gonna lay minus two hundred on plus one and a half. That's nuts, right? Like. I think I think like LEG is a slightly better team. What are the spreads in this match? Uh, let's see here. Okay, so you get twelve and a half points. Map one on hard point. That's not particularly fun. Minus one and a half on the on the search. Plus one twenty five. These aren't particularly inspiring either. I don't even know. This is just this map is like, this match is again just kind of blah. But. Like I like yeah. I like LEG money line, but like outside of that, like the the plus one and a half is juiced. I don't I, I feel like Boston will be able to make a game of it and force a game five. Well, maybe not. They could lose the hard point. So LEG minus one and a half plus two twenty five. That's possible, I guess. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on it? Do you think this go this goes to five? Do you think I, this line is correct? I think. Well, I'd flip it. I'd say LEG minus one twenty five, Boston minus one five. But again, remember this map. After Seattle plays Boston, this line could flip, right? We could see this line changing a lot, right? So, I'd uh, I'd I'd lock in on this line as soon as possible and uh, and see what what are your yeah, thoughts on it? Do you it, agree? This is yeah, I do. This is one I think I'm largely avoiding, even after we see some games early in the week, just because I think these these lines they might sh- overshift, and then you get value on a team that you know did not look good in the previous days, but. Yeah, right now, so you have it at a 54-46 to LAG. I have it at a 55-45 to Boston. You know, you average that, it's a 50-50 match, and these prices are pretty spot on. If you lean LAG, I can see the minus 105 maybe on the money line making some sense. But, right, like, how confident in that are you? Maybe a little, but there's better plays to be had on the board. So this match is pretty consequential in terms of major four seeding and champs placement, I would say. So there's intrigue at least, but like the feel I have for this game is very little on either side. So curious to see if the line moves, but um, yeah, this is a maybe the biggest avoid game of the weekend for me. Like I just, I got nothing. Um, yeah, I, w- I would lean Boston, but... Ugh, like, <laughs> no thanks. I will just forget about this game and look up the result afterwards and be on with my day. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Um, second, so the second last game of the week, Thieves versus Paris again. Wow, just we're gonna will Paris yeah. win a Paris? Monday will, is bad. <laughs> this week is just bad. Will Paris win a map this week? Uh, Thieves minus two and a half plus one forty. Paris plus two and a half minus one eighty five. They're favorite to win a map. They're favorite to win two maps, I'd say, but like not by a lot. Thieves minus eight hundred on the money line plus four seventy five for Paris. 
over four and a half plus three hundred under four and a half minus four fifty. God, even the the over under lines are like chalked. I don't even like. God, what is the spread in this game? Like, the, I think the spread is thieves minus thirty five. That seems a little low. But, like, we're not even getting, like, 50-point hard points anymore. We're getting, like, messy, like, oh, 30-some-odd points, which is fine. You can still win those, but I don't know. God. Thieves probably wins this. Do they win it? Do, you, do they win it 3-0? Ryan, what, what do you think? Ooh, good question. Um, I... Ooh, I think it's slightly more likely that Thieves win in 4 than it is in 3. So, exact percentages, Thieves sweep... 32.6%. Thieves in four, 33%. So, I mean, again, it feels like that. Um, what match was it from earlier? Was it Optic Paris? Where it was like, they're going to win in three or four. Or no, phase LAG. Like, those just feel like, okay, we know the winner. Is it a sweep? Is it a win in four? I don't know. Um, this, again, is an avoid match for me. Just because it's like, if I think like Paris get body bagged by Texas, like then the thieves price goes up, right? Do, do thieves play yeah. somebody before this? Who do they no. play? Well, the thing is, again, if the books are right, this is the first match of the weekend. If they're wrong, then it's the it's on Sunday. Oh, so. right, 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 right. So yeah, this is thieves only match of the weekend. Paris is gonna get murdered by Optic unless, right? Again, Optic decide to be funky with vetoes and slip up a map or two. Um, so yeah, I think this thieves price only goes up, but like it's already so high. So it's an avoid for me. Your hard point spread, I think is intriguing, right? Cause thieves hate Bocage. They've played it seven times all year. They're three and four on it. Nothing special. I've already talked about like, if you're going to play Paris, play them on a map other than Bocage. Um, so yeah, it feels like you're not going to get a Bocage. That map is almost always really tight. So if you're looking to lay, you know, 35 points with the Thieves, that's not a bad play because you're probably going to get a Berlin or a Gavudu. And at worst, you get a Tuscan where, again, Thieves are pretty significant favorites over Paris anyway. So I don't mind that. Any other way to play it, I I, I don't know, man. Like... I guess we, we just saw Thieves search and destroy, and it was horrendous, as it has been for most of the year. But, but it's crazy to me, right, that Thieves search can be that bad, and I still have them as a 60-40 favorite in search and destroy versus this Paris team. Like, Paris is a whole nother level of bad, and, like, we honestly shouldn't spend a second talking about Paris every week, but we have to because they're a team that exists. But, um, yeah, maybe, like, I don't know, if you want to get funky and take Paris, like, map two money line or against the spread in map two, that might be a fun way to play it. Or, yeah, I think I like that Thieves hard point spread the best out of anything. But, yeah, this match, again, is not one I'm that excited for. So, yeah, I, um, God, I, yeah, it's just... That's just bad. I some of these matches just man. Now here here's interesting. So this is an interesting price point here too. So Optic versus Subliners. So remember we just talked about Surge versus Subliners. Subliners are plus two hundred. 
subliners are even money to beat Optic, basically. So this is basic. This what this is saying is it's saying Surge is a better team than Optic, which is maybe not crazy. It's a little crazy. I a mean... little, but like, is it that crazy though? Like, I actually, I will say that my line actually does. I have subliners as bigger favorites over optic. Like I have, I have subliners like a seventy-one percent favorite. Now again, it's going to a five game, seventy-two percent favorite. Sorry, it's going to game five. Um, I actually do like subliners in this. I have them as minus two forty in this match. I think that, um, like I, it's weird. I, I like again, optic had two really bad games. Like they lost to Boston in that reverse sweep, and then they also lost to um, Minnesota. Minnesota. Like I, my model hasn't been that high because remember I had Minnesota Optic as basically a tie, and now I have this result here too, right? So, I I actually do like subliners in this. Um, I I think they could definitely win this game, but like I, again, I I feel like if you're saying that like subliners are on par with Optic, then that means that subliners are on par with, or that means subliners should be I'd say, I'd say at least better than the search. And then it begs questions about Optic going forward because now Optic next week they play Toronto. Are Optic favorites against Toronto? Like, it, it depends, obviously, what Toronto does this week, right? Cause actually, no, Toronto's only playing FaZe, right? So, say FaZe beats Toronto. Say they beat them either 3 1 or 3 0. If Optic loses to Subliners, who's the. It was that. Is that even money? No, that can't yeah, be even money. Like, uh, it would be close to this match, I think. But, yeah. I, would Toronto be favored? Toronto might be favored. It could be. Like, if Toronto beats FaZe and Optic loses to subliners like yeah that's very much in the cards um i just i don't know man like optic new york here i i love optic like it's hard because they did go zero and two last week i get it and subliners went two and oh but like to me a a good team went zero and two and a you know, average team, good t- like went two and zero, and these prices changed drastically. And I just, I'm not buying it. I, if this optic team was sick, like I do think that's reason for concern, or like it would have been for last week's results. Like I think playing with an illness does affect you a lot, especially you know when you need to focus as hard as you do for this video game. Like that matters, and if multiple members of optic were under the weather, like. It all adds up. So, yeah, I, I do think I like Optic quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, th- this is obviously a match they could slip up and lose. Um, and if that's the case, then loser's bracket is very, very possible for this Optic team. Um, meanwhile, if you're if you're New York, like, New York's week is going to be really interesting because they do have a legit chance to go 2-0. and And if that's the case, they're 4-0 and in the stage. They're in winner's bracket. They are, you know, they've essentially made up all the ground they've had to, to like really be in the conversation for champs. Um, you still need a good major four, like run in major four, if you're the subliners, but their wins this week, aren't really going to help them a ton, right? If you beat Seattle, if you beat optic, well, those teams are already in pretty comfortable situations. So like, you you did a good job winning those games. You need to win games, but you know, you're you're just not gaining ground on the teams you need to get ground on. Granted, some of those teams are gonna play each other, right? Like, um I'm trying to see here. Uh 
Boston and LAG are going to play each other. Someone's got to lose that match. Um, honestly, there's not a ton. Like Florida-London, I guess, would be the next closest match. Minnesota-London. So, yeah, I mean, I think even with a good week, New York are still going to find themselves in 11th um, in the standings. Maybe they move up a spot, but or I don't even know. No, they couldn't even move up one spot. So I, I'm I'm rooting for New York just in terms of uh, let's make this the most chaotic final week of, you know, the major four qualifiers as we can. And to do that, like New York would have to keep winning and really muddy this or muddle this uh this champs standings but i don't know i do just think this is such a good buyback opportunity on optic and i worry that like if optic come out and smoke paris that their line might inflate a little bit new york plays seattle it is possible that new york pull off that huge upset uh well, i guess not huge upset but like very possible that new york beats seattle i mean if both of those things happen the price on this match probably doesn't move a ton, but I just think there's such a realistic possibility that Optic come out and smoke Paris, Seattle come out and still look amazing and beat New York, and now this Optic lines up to minus 150, minus 160, and you've lost out on a decent bit of value. So this is one of those rare games on Sunday where I'm saying take it now with Optic just because I really do see this price going up. Um and uh, yeah, I, although I do like subliners in their match versus Seattle a little bit, um, I do still think Seattle will win that match at the end of the day. And really winning is what drives these prices more so than like covering spreads or, or whatever. So optic for me this week, uh, probably the, the biggest week for me, just hopping on the optic uh, bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know about I don't know what to make of this one. I I do like subliners, but like if Optic can figure it out, like if if Illy is back, like we still don't know about Illy if they were fighting some sort of flu or something. And again, to be honest, like does Optic really like did Optic really care that much? Like they're in like second place in the standings. They were playing um Minnesota, like people are like, oh, they were so bad against Minnesota. Well, Minnesota is actually a half decent team. If they were just out of it or sick or whatever, like, what would be the point in in, in Hector calling up like all the substitute players and like just whatever, let them play. They're not feeling well. Like, get this match over with. So no, I I, I tend to agree with that. I will say that yeah, it, it's interesting. I probably won't bet on that one yet because again, if, if subliners were to beat Surge. Then this, then suddenly they're favorites in this game, and suddenly you're getting optic and plus money, and then maybe that would be attractive to buy back in at optic and plus money. I think that might be actually pretty attractive. So that's true. I mean, the the book is indicating that Seattle are very likely to win that New York match, though. So I know I, I get it. It's kind of, it's tough to play right because I like New York in that match to maybe cover if not win as an underdog. At the same time, right, I think Seattle will win that match and drive the Optic price up, assuming that Optic can take care of Paris. So it's a fine line of, like, when do you want to get in on Optic? I don't think, like, even if you miss the closing line, I think Optic's still going to be a value, which is kind of crazy to say because usually there's just so much action on them that they do get a little overpriced. But, again, I just think their 0-2 week um, has left, you know, a not great feeling in a lot of people's minds. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm all about the buyback on them. 
we'll see, you know, if they, they, they very well could win both of these matches this week, lose next week and end up in losers bracket. And it's like, well, okay, that's too bad. But, um, but yeah, in the short term, I, I do like an optic bounce back a little bit, but, um, but yeah, it should be an entertaining week. I'm a little bummed that like the early Sunday games are pretty horrible. But we have at least a few this weekend that should be intriguing. But like any weekend where Paris plays twice, eh, you kind of know that that weekend's not going to be the best. So yeah, and there are no bounty matches this week. There was uh, yeah. two bounty matches last week. There's four next week. So we're ended off with a with a banger of some some bounty matches next week. So Paris versus Minnesota, barn burner. That's a bounty match. Uh, <laughs> good for Minnesota. There are some Free other money. There Minnesota. are some good ones though. Yeah, I mean that, that's there's there's easier there's easier ways to give attached ten thousand um, <laughs> dollars. So I mean, okay, there's some good ones though. So Seattle phase that's a great bounty match. But then there's also oh, LAG yeah. London, so that's not a great bounty match. But then there's Optic versus Ultra, so that's that's again it's just like highs and lows. Um, but no, so again, but again, that's next week. We'll have to see what happens this week. Some of these are going to be a snoozer. I'm going to struggle to get through some of these matches. Um, God, some of them. It's just this. This year needs to. This game and this year need to go like to end. Like, and and this was like so many of the control maps. It's just like God. Like control is so bad. Like it's just like yeah. oh cool. Like oh this team is on defense. It's like oh like winning a map, winning a map like a round on Tuscan is like do you get a tick? on B. Like, do you get a tick on B? If you get a tick on B, great. You won. You win the match now. Because you got a tick on B. Like, that's literally what Bacage has become. Similar-ish for Berlin. It's, it seems like it's easier to get a tick or two on Berlin. On Gavutu, just God help you. Like, honestly. Yeah. And, like, this is what... The, but the, is it worse than Domination? I mean, obviously, like, an uplink or capture the flag, I think, would be the best scenario if we get good maps for those but like uplink is not happening with a boots on the ground type of game you could do um, it if you just gave them like a ramp or something I, I, there's ways they could do yeah. it i'd love it if there they... was that gridiron mode from world war ii which was uplink but like it was just football basically and you just played football but they didn't even use that so yeah game three is always a question mark i honestly wouldn't mind if they just played another search like to me, that's just the most interesting, easy game to watch anyway. Um, and for this game, but, yeah. Because like, I think hard just points with how vetoes, yeah, how vetoes work out, like, it, it makes sense to have a separate Game 3 mode, but I think we're still working on what that could be. Because I, I, there are some control games that are, like, really intriguing. That phase Thieves control, you know, at the end of last week, that was pretty freaking entertaining. Like, and domination had its moments in in uh, modern warfare, but I don't know. Game three is just always a tough one to get through, but it is pretty controversial or like pretty consequential, I should say. Like winning that map three is huge. It, there's a reason it's called the swing mode because you know if you're even on your hard point maps and your search maps, then it all comes down to that control or whatever it is yeah. in game three. Well, but, but yeah, I, well, I would I, better maps would do world of help for sure the one thing i would say though is that like if you go back and i i find myself instead of rewatching vanguard games go back and, and rewatch like past champs or past years if you go back to black ops 4 like when if you do black ops 4 champs that was also when they had control and a lot of the times it's like oh okay so like they're like it's not this it's not like 
in in this game now, we always know what the second like barring something unforeseen and not a huge upset, we know what the second point to be captured is, right? It's like, oh, okay, here they go. They're running around the point, and they're gonna go like they're capturing A, and then they're gonna go to B, and and like we always know what the last point is gonna be. You did not know that in 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 Black Ops Four. Sometimes it was it was de- it, it could be it could go either way as to what the final capture point was, whether or not it was gonna be A or B in in Black Ops Four. And like yeah, and even, offense even and defense year, was able to win. Like it was yeah, not that that goes to map design a lot, right? These maps are just not great for that. You know, there's a very strong A point or B point on these controls. But even last year, like yeah, and you're right, in Black Ops Four, you if you can work both control zones, like that's it just adds more strategy to it where like, oh, maybe we get a tick on and it still does happen in Vanguard, but like hey, maybe we get a tick on B and force some pressure over here and then commit to A. Or, you know, maybe we try to simulcap both points. That can be tough, but, like, if it works, it works. Um, But, yeah, just, yeah, just Gavudu, like, (laughs) good luck trying to do that on a map like Gavudu. Uh, I mean, Tuscan's very similar. Yeah, if we get better maps... Control is better. I mean, that goes with any game mode. Better maps leads to more entertaining matches. But um, but yeah, I, game three. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I just I wish they would just have uplink always and just jetpacks always because those cods are just crazy fun to watch and to play. It can be a bit of a learning curve, but like, man, I I don't know if we're gonna see those anytime soon. But I would love to like get a Black Ops 3 remaster or something crazy and uh, and just watch these pros fly around. But we'll see. That might be years down the road still. It, it could be. I mean, we'll have to see what... Because again, we're going to have two years now for Modern Warfare 2. Hopefully it's a good game. Heard mixed things, but they have enough time. Like they're early enough in the development cycle. Like I know Method said that like, oh, it's... It's... um. He basically said they don't make the games for us, and he said there's some stuff that's good, some stuff that's bad. Again, they're gonna get we we're getting. Ter- I'm assuming we're, we definitely have high rise back. I'm I'm getting I'm guessing terminal will probably back at some point too, if not out out on day one. So I I think there are some like I think it could be better. There's things probably have to fix. Obviously, we'll have like trophy systems and whatever, but. If the maps aren't bad, it'd be nice two years. But then the question is: Is what's Black Ops going to do? Like, are Black Ops going to do a sig- a sequel to Cold War? I don't think so. I don't think they particularly want to. They could let them do a, a jetpack COD for two years. Because the thing is, at that point, then it's like because at basically at one point in COD's history, they're like, cool, everything's a jetpack COD now. And then people are like, oh, it's too many jetpacks. But if you're just like, cool, this is a jetpack COD, and you're going to have jetpacks for two years. I kind of think they'd be okay with that, especially if you have two years of Modern Warfare and you know you're going to have two years of it and then, then you go back to Modern modern Warfare. I don't think people are going to hate that. And there's going to be a lot of things, and we're going to have to talk about this in the future, like a lot of interesting things for next year. Like, for example, next year, are they going to have, like, at the, at the, at the basically one-year mark, right? Because there's going to be a season and then there's going to be champs, obviously. And champs will probably be able at the same time because I suspect they're not going to want to particularly compete with the NFL. They might, because of the, the earlier, slightly earlier release of this year, and because of insane pressure that was put on them, I could see them having a tournament in like December. I think they're probably going to have a tournament probably a, maybe a week or two before Christmas. 
because at that point, then you're not, the thing of it is you're not actually competing with college football. You're just competing with the NFL on Sunday. And that's for them. They'd be like, cool win, right? You're like, cool. That's, that's a, that's doable for us. So we'll, we'll call that a, a win and, and walk away from it. So you're probably looking at a couple weeks before Christmas on a weekend. And then, then they probably will go in like January. They'll start like a, they'll do another major or something in like January. They'll start like in January or something, or maybe February, depend, depending. I'm not sure exactly how to do it, but they'll figure something out and they'll start in January. But then the thing is then, okay, great. So then we have, we have a full season until like August and then what? So then yeah, are we going to shut more, down? That's, like That's a big question, Mark. I think maybe a, a quicker off season and then just turn it around and say, this is the new season. But the, um, my question but, is yeah, the table, but... what will change? Like what's going to change fundamentally from champs to the start of the next season. Is it going to be the same maps? Uh, probably. I mean, obviously Hardpoint and search are going to stick around. I mean, that would be if they, if they, if they, if control comes out of the box, if, if control is there out of the box, I, mean, I keep saying out of the box, but like people buy the game digitally now. So there's, there's no box any, I'm not going to be buying it digitally. There's no box anymore. But like, will it? Will the game mode? Will the maps change? I I could see them if because if it's going to be a full two year cod, I could see them be like, cool. Here's five new maps in like November of 2023. At that point, I could see them saying that. Or are they going to say like, no, it's like the same. No, I could see them keep continually adding maps, and they could try to cycle a couple maps in and out. I could see them doing that. Which apparently we could not do in Vanguard because apparently all the maps sucked until they decided to bring the worst map from from Van- from from Call of Duty World War Two and I-, I could see them doing something like that but that that's an interesting question I have because it'll it'll matter a lot right because we're talking about different players on different games and one of the things I think we've talked about is the fact that like it's insane to have these teams build a team around a game when you have no idea what that game is, right? Like, for example, we're talking about the end of this year, right? And, and a lot of these teams are going to get blown up. I think pretty much every team, maybe with the exception of FaZe, but even then I'd say there's going to be a change somewhere in FaZe. We're looking at basically every team getting change, having a change. How can you build a team to, how can you build a team to compete in, in the next, in the next year when you don't even know what the game is? Now, again, you're obviously going to have a better, sense of that in 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 world in, in modern warfare 2 but like we have like what's the better way to build a team for next year is it a better way to build a team around modern warfare or is it a better team to build a team around vanguard right like these guys did well in modern warfare so like are we going to get like mac and like is mac going to be a, a sought after player or like i don't think anybody's going to base it off cold war but people are going to base it off of vanguard performances and like that's that's an interesting thing right like that's a very interesting angle and we'll have to see that as we go to the end but Again, I think that's that's enough for today. I'd say. Um, well, thank you everybody for um, for tuning in. And actually, sorry, Ryan, did you have anything you wanted to say on that about how next season will go, or just that we'll need to do an off season pod for um, sure? You know, going into like this fall, just talking about what this Modern Warfare Two game might be like, and yeah, I, I'd love to go more in depth on you know the the two year format of it. Like, I'm sure they'll have two separate champs. But is it one gigantic season with two champs? Is it two separate seasons? It, will there be expansion? There's a lot we could go into uh, with like an off-season pod, roster moves, all that typical stuff. But and um, uh, we'll have to save that for you know a month or or I guess two months maybe down the road. For yeah, now. 
and then also it'll be like, okay, what horrible decision did the COD League make for format? And then how do they fix yeah. that horrible decision a week late? Like they'll be like, okay, community update. And then we fix the we fix the thing. So yeah, that a lot of fun things going to happen this off season. But anyways, we'll leave that for there for for now for our fourth last episode of the season. But yeah, we're gonna have to do some off season pods for sure. All right, thank everybody for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thank you.